Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are Definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Well, I hope you will enjoy episode four as much as I do. This one starts with an inspirational story, and then the next three are about struggle with some funny moments mixed in. And we end with a pretty crazy story. My guess is this episode will stir up more conversation, potentially, than the first three episodes. And uh, I'm okay with that. So let's get rolling. Our first story today starts with an artist that is grateful for what his craft has given him and is literally processing in real time with us this dream in his head of giving back to young people. Kind of cool that he says that this was the first time he'd really shared his dream with the world. I, uh, I suddenly feel like dancing. Story number 16. Monday, November 2nd, 2020, 11.10 p.m. Um, well, I have, I have this dream, right? So I, um, I grew up uh, as an artist. Okay. Uh, training in, uh, in dance, specifically. Love it. And, um, I, uh, went on to have a really successful career as a dancer wow and then i um start i i i moved uh to the midwest to give back to uh, a community there and um i it actually inspired me to continue to learn and to grow and to develop as an artist and so um i went back to school and got a master's degree in uh, dance and choreography and then continue to um, grow and develop as a teacher, as a creative, as an, you know, um, mentor and educator. And so I'm, I'm, I'm at this point in my career where I feel like I want to start to develop something. Mm. And that's the really, uh, this is the first time that I'm, I actually am uh, saying this uh, wow. <laughs> on this kind of a platform. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I live in a community where there's a lot of support for the arts and there's a lot of um, great talented young artists okay. who are also equally um, 
brilliant academics. Okay. And so um, I really would love to uh, develop some kind of uh, either performing arts school or university mm. or community arts center that focuses on pre-professional and, and, and uh, diversion kind of dance training and uh, eventually like grow into like all other arts. Like I'd like mm. to start it with, um, with just dance because right. that's what I that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and then bring on a team of other creatives in other genres, music, uh, voice, theater, who are like um, really at the top of the field. And I mean, I, I really feel like there's something uh, really special about artists who have um, who have had careers in their fields and then like, you know, leave that to go and 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 teach um mm. and who are genuinely dedicated to educating kids and making them better because you know I, I i feel like there are some educators who are in it for themselves and right I, that that's something that i've learned after crossing over so to speak and mm -hmm. um there's something really special about uh artists who are who want to give back in that way. So I want to team up with a bunch of artists who are willing to give back in that way, um, who can help the kids. Wow. So that's a dream of mine, is, to, yeah. is to create something like that. Wow. Well, I totally bless that dream. That's amazing. I mean, that's... I accept that. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Um, wow. Well, I, I hope and pray that your dream becomes reality and that you positively affect the lives of many many young people i thank you yeah and uh what better way to do it than through teaching and through art. the arts you yeah. know and you know people become doctors and lawyers and and uh engineers and and epidemiologists and all of the above after training as artists so wow you know i just want to impact the world i love it thank you so much for your story my thank man thank you some of my favorite people are ones who have made it in a particular industry or achieve something special in their life. And their instinct is not to hoard their success or to just gloat and talk about how freaking great they are. But their heart is to figure out how to share their gift with the world around them in a way that lifts and helps and heals. Man, I, I can start getting a little misty-eyed just thinking about this. And I truly hope this amazing man is able to birth his dream into the world. Sir, we need more people like you. This next woman's story was a revelation to me on how this project could be so much more than just entertainment. Her story is one of deep longing, frustration, pain, depression, and also, somehow, hopeful. But what I learned was that by giving her space to share, I had unintentionally, of course, given her a gift. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I do the most good when I'm kind of clueless and it's by accident. Story number 17. Monday, November 2nd, 2020, 11.50 p.m. Well, 2014, I think, was the most 
teachable moment for me. Okay. Um, because I turned I just I turned 26 that year, um, and I was always told that I would never be able to have a child. So um, my mom used to bring me to all sorts of doctors, and they said that you know I would never be able to conceive. But 2014. Um, I fell in love with this guy yeah. and um, a month after meeting each other I found out that I was pregnant Wow! I was like I mean it, to me it kind of revived me in a way where I felt like okay well I'm finally living Yeah. because before I never really lived I just was just it was life was whatever mm. I didn't care about anything but then Suddenly, I had this extra heartbeat in me. Wow. I said, wow, I have to, in order for it to make it beat, when it comes to life, I want to make sure, I want to make it beat by a drum. Like, give it a good life. Make sure that, you know, she's he or she's never wanting anything. Mm. But um, come to find out, um, my body doesn't really respond to babies, mm. so I can't really hold them. I can just, I, I'm not even, and that was six years ago. It's about to be seven. Wow. So now it's like, you know, I don't, I'm just kind of living because that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. I don't really, I'm not really happy. Mm. I don't really care about life, but I know that I'm 32 and I have to make something of it mm. because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. But if if me, I think I would have died a long time ago. But because the the family that I have and the the kind of like Jamaican roots that I have, it's yeah. like you know you're a woman so you have to be strong they don't know what depression is mm. they don't know what anxiety is they don't know what being sad is mm. it's just like you have to just work mm. work sleep work and that's it mm. so i just feel like now you know um i carry that tragedy with me because i just think that okay well you know what um it kind of revived me in a way where I'm still going because of the tragedy because it's like maybe one day God will surprise me again mm. and say, okay, well, I'll give you what you want mm. is a family. Mm. And, and the reason why I'm working so hard is because maybe somehow that if I work, work, work till my bones fall off, maybe he'll reward me by giving me a family. Mm. So wow. that's and, and pretty much my story. Wow. And, and and how many, you have two jobs right now? Yeah, I have two jobs and I start my third one um, as soon as my fingerprinting come back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just work because I feel like that's the only thing that makes me a human. Mm. Um, I feel like maybe somewhere, somehow I'll, because I really don't care for the money. Yeah. I, I, I want to live because I want to get things that I want and not have to ask anybody for it. But, mm -hmm. I mean, if it was up to me, I would I wish I could just disappear. Mm. And I don't... 
if it was me, I, I want to just disappear and just just run away and just all the people that know me, I want them to forget about me. I want that. I just want to just disappear mm. into like some island and just be a beach bum. But <laughs> I, I, I would never do that because mm. I'm just hoping one day like mm. I literally beg God every day to mm. just like, you know, let me have a family. Because wow. that's the only thing that I want. Like, I don't want, I don't care for, I know I have to live as far as, like, housing. I know I have to get a house. Yeah. I know I have to, you know, be able to, you know, when I bring a child into this world, make sure that I can sufficiently take care of that child. Because, mm. but but one thing I know that I'm going to give that child is love and just, and not take that love for granted. You know, it's yeah. just, I wish... I wish me getting a family was so easy, but I see all these people out here and they, you know, you could kiss somebody and they get pregnant. Right. Like my sister. Yeah. She has like, she's on her fourth child right now. Mm. And it's like, wow. Mm. You know, it sucks because we came from the same mother and only one uterus works. Wow. But, you know. And I'm sure you've thought of everything and it's such a complicated uh you know, not being able to have a child is so complex. But have you thought about adoption? Because you seem like you'd just be an incredible mother. Oh uh, yes, I've thought about it all the time, and that's one of the reasons why I want to get a house. Okay, is because I want to be able to, you know, provide for the child. Yeah. So yeah, I've always thought about adopting. Yeah, because I mean, and I, I've never adopted. I don't think I would have the patience or the <laughs> right, right. But the people that do, I think they're saints. I think people like yourself who are thinking about adopting and, and those people that I know that did, I just, to me, they're some of the most amazing humans on the planet. Um, so, and I think, yeah, I, you're, you have a strong family around you. You're obviously an amazing hardworking woman with so much to love to give so yeah Thanks. i can totally see you're I, you'll have a family one way or the other i just believe that for you thank you yeah this is so refreshing because i had a lot of things that was balled up that you know um that I've always wanted to get out and mm. I try not to talk about like the tragedy with anyone mm. but it weighs down on me every single day why why do you not want to talk about it hmm? why why do you not talk about it um I, I just feel like it's you know it's redundant hmm. and I, I just feel like it, I, I don't want to come off as you know this sad sap person mm -hmm. But, you know, since I want to be honest yeah. and um, I'm, I've always been jealous of my sister mm -hmm. um, because she's able to have have the th have a family. Yeah. And it kind of sucks because um, me and my family, we're really not talking right now. I just feel like I've always said, you know, um, if I ever have a family, it's like I feel like I'll get a million dollars because, mm. I, you know, but, you know, I just feel like I'm running a rat race. Yeah. I'm running, you know, a rat race that's that's just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning, mm. you know, but well, life is something else. It is. Mm -hmm. Well, I I hope that you do get the house and 
that you do get the family, but that you also um, get to live with the understanding that you're enough. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're you're actually you're amazing not because of the things you do or how well you perform, but you're just amazing because wow. that's how you were created. Thank you. That's the nicest thing I've heard in a long time. Well, it's true. You're you're and you're gonna be an absolutely an incredible mom. Thank you so much. Thank you and thank you for sharing your story with me. Of course. Of course, thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. Oh man, my pleasure. Sometimes, you know, God introduces you to some some people not by mistake. Yeah. So it made me feel better because now I could probably go to bed with some type of peace. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you for that because that makes me uh, feel good about doing this because this yeah, is like keep- a passion of mine. But, I, you know, sometimes you're like, why am I doing this exactly other than I just like to hear people's stories? But then right. you get this and I'm like, oh, okay. Every once in a while, maybe it's yeah. bigger than just hearing an amazing story. Yeah. Because a lot of times people have a lot to say, but they don't know how to express themselves. Sometimes we just need to hear that we are worthy, not for what we do, but because we are beautifully created beings, however imperfect we are. For everyone who has ever struggled to have children and struggled with interfamily relationships, I think your story is just so relatable. Joy, I hope you find what you're looking for, my friend. Have you ever had the dream that you woke up naked while out in public? You start freaking out because, well, you're naked out in public and you didn't intend on that. Uh, unless you're in a nudist colony and then that isn't a nightmare, it's just your everyday life. Uh, but I digress. This lady ends up being a bit more, um, exposed than she'd planned for. Story number 18. Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, 12.20 a.m. Okay, so this summer I went out of town with my friends. We went to the beach. Okay. Um, And we in the beach now, but see, I knew that my my wig wasn't glued on. Okay. So, so, So my plan was to just go, you know, right there at the... You know, at the shore where, you know, you, the water's not too deep. Right. But my friend was like, come on, you know, this is our first time being together. This is our first time going out of town together. So come out deep with me. And I did. And the wave came and took my whole wig in the ocean. Like, it just got <laughs> It was over with. I tried to grab it. I, had, I was telling the strangers, grab my wig, grab my wig. They were just looking at me. Like, <laughs> I have on no wig, no nothing out in the ocean. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this probably was the craziest moment I had this year, though. I love it. Well, it sounds like uh, that's about right for 2020, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ah, 2020. I wish all that I had lost in 2020 was my toupee. But I think we can all relate to moments of public embarrassment when things just don't go as planned. At all. But at least she's laughing at it now. Okay. So have you ever had something offered to you that was truly just too good to be true? Like you were getting a life-altering offer, but then it just doesn't go the way you were picturing it? So this next writer has a friend who may not be the best choice of human to associate with. 
Oh, and on a completely unrelated note, I've been in touch recently with this Nigerian prince, and he seems like a really great guy. Um, and, and he just wants to send me like millions of dollars. So just FYI, I'm gonna be stupid rich next time you see me, okay? Story number 19. Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, 1.31 a.m. Okay, well, um, about, well, I guess it was the year uh, 2016, okay. I, uh, I, purchased, I purchased a house to rent to basically, you know, start selling houses for, you know, make money that yep. way. So it was going pretty good. I rented out all the rooms. Wow. And while I was doing, the reason I did this was so I could pursue music and still have an income. Wow. So um, it was working there for a little while. And then one of my friends comes to me and she says that uh, her dad passed away. So she was going to give me $100,000. He was leaving her. Yeah. He left. He had all this money and I I guess insurance and through his job so she was supposed to receive two hundred fifty thousand dollars and she was going to give a hundred to me this was just a wednesday she just said this so i'm freaking what? out i call my mom like yay blah 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 and uh my mom can't believe it either so then we start working on the process of getting the money like uh she had to go sign papers to get the money and uh the letterheads and everything so we were supposed to get the money i think it was maybe in like 28 days later so 28 days later came and um nothing we hadn't heard anything from them so my mom called to check and make sure the money was still there i called we all called yeah and they said just give them a little more time the money will come so the people that were living in my house because i was receiving this money i said that um they didn't they were all gonna have to move out because i was going to turn it into a studio i said that there but for the inconvenience the next two months would be free oh. meaning they could stay there you get what I'm saying for two I months too. for free because I'm getting a new home. So everyone's excited about that, of course. So um, it came down to maybe uh, three days before move out. And my mom came because we had to go to Chase Bank to get the money yeah. uh, from the, for the check. So we arrive at Chase and then uh, she, she had some issues. We didn't know really what was wrong. But um, comes to find out my mom called the state form insurance to just finally. This is after maybe 75 days of like waiting, you know, and uh, I, I canceled my lease. I told my landlord I would pay it completely off. And the lady on the form on the phone says that all the letterheads and things that were sent to us, my friend had made them. So so at this time, now we find out that she she actually re received the money two years prior. Her mom, had, her dad had died two years prior and she had already spent the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So in the in the meantime, she basically I canceled my lease. As I told you, I gave people two months rent free started a whole new life that was all that was all just make-believe oh jay yes i could not i couldn't i really couldn't believe it and then uh when i when i asked her about it yeah uh she was like uh she didn't know she just acted like as if she didn't know what was going on but obviously she had to so um i was like oh my god this girl is crazy so you would yeah. think i would stop messing with her you know what i'm saying because <laughs> right, yeah. i figured like in a, in a weird way i figured i knew she would probably want to do that for me yeah but that's you know when it comes to people's life you do not play about stuff like that so no. i got i didn't speak to her for i think a whole year right then i came in contact with her again she called me at 7 a.m in the morning and she said hey can your friend give me a ride to ella j georgia and i said where is ella j georgia she's <laughs> like it's about it's, it's far but i'll give him seven thousand dollars you know, she she sent me the picture because her dad was in the military. He 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 uh, accumulated a good deed of money. So I'm like, why would you give someone seven thousand dollars for a ride? Yeah. She's like, I need a ride. No one will take me. And I said, what do you have up front? You know, because my friend said he'd do it. Of course, like you know, jumping leap up. And I'm like, now listen, this is the same girl mm -hmm. that said she's gonna give me a hundred thousand dollars. He was like, 
man, she wouldn't lie. Okay, just ride with us. So I rode with him down there. Of course, I complained the entire time <laughs> because I'm still kind of bitter, you know, from, yep. from what she did to me. Yep. And she, he's like, he eventually gets mad at me. He's like, you know, you know, you're just, you're just down in the mood. This is her. She has the money. So we go in, she goes in the house, gets the money. She comes back out. We're headed back home because yeah. she was going to get a check. So while she's walking out, I hear jingling. Like as if, like it, you know, change. You know what I'm saying? But a right. lot of it. You yeah. Know? So of course we're driving home, and I'm like, "How about you show Breon the money?" You get know what I'm saying? And yeah. Breon's like, "You're being ridiculous." I know she has it, and he was like, "Just so she'll shut up, just show us the check." All of a sudden, the check is missing. She oh. can't find it. So pull over on the side of the road. My friend's like, "Okay, clear out the car." And I'm I'm, I'm trying not to laugh because now I've already told you yep. that she was playing games, and I said I hurt. Why would someone that has that much money come out jingling yeah i mean she was jingling seriously so he snaps he goes back to her house he basically tells her she doesn't you know she she needs to produce this check like yeah. because he drove out there i guess you know not thinking of gas money back not thinking not thinking the whole situation through right so it came out that uh she had got seven dollars and fifty cents and she really just needed a ride down there to get a letter oh a letter so he was he was God. mad he was mad okay this is the last part this is the worst part okay I, uh, I, the home I was renting, I got to stay in maybe four months after the situation because the landlord kind of, you know, he felt a little bad for me. Yep. So he allowed me to stay. So I am walking to go cash a check that I got for my taxes, finally. Mm-hmm. As I'm walking down the street, a car tries to hit me. Like, literally, it's trying to come onto the driveway to hit me. At first, I'm a little shocked because I'm like, it's, and then I turn around and I'm like, are you trying to hit me? And he says, no, I'm trying to hit her, meaning the girl. The girl that has done all this stuff to me, right? Someone is oh literally trying to hit her with a car. So I'm like, what? I turn around. She's gone. That fast. That fast from, from him trying to hit us, me turning around and saying something to him. She's obviously running away. Yeah. So then I um I walk up to him. And I'm like, what's the problem? He's like, I'm going to kill her. And I was like, what did she do? He said she told him she needed money for a work shirt or something. And he took her to Walmart, right? She got the money. She walked out the back of Walmart and never came back. He said this happened eight months ago. Wow. And he just happened to spot her, right? And, be, and but what God's so good because I said, um, I was like, you know what? If if you can uh, give me a ride to cash my check, I'll pay, you know what I'm saying, your debt to her, you know, wow. and it'll be cleared up. So uh, I had to go find her. She was hiding under my bed. I went back home. She was under the bed, scared to death. And I was like, get from under the bed. Like, you're going to ride with me. And I paid the man off or whatever, but... Um, Wow. It's just that I just that was just my experience of just a psycho girl. It's like so many situations you would think I would have learned, but like she is she is crazy. She, she is, is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, crazy bitch seems like a teeny weeny bit of an understatement, right? Makes you wonder what kind of childhood she had. Was she just spoiled beyond belief with no boundaries, or was there abuse or? What? Anyhow, I hope Miss J stays away from her, uh, acquaintance, let's call her, because not even the Oscars need that much drama. So I have very little control over the last story in an episode because, generally, I'm trying to get five writer stories in, and I'm telling them in the order they were told to me, of course. But I'm always hoping that the last story will be memorable somehow, or have a punch of some kind. You know, it just makes for good podcasting, and I want to take us out on a high. So yeah, this uh, last story, oh wow, 
Um, hmm. There's no good way to set this story up. Miss Sherry here has a, um, let's, uh, let's just say she has a very adult profession. And I think even in her line of work, this gentleman stood out. So, uh, anyone have a humiliation fetish out there? Uh, no judgment. Just, uh, just wondering. Story number 20. Thursday, November 5th, 2020, 1242 AM. Okay, so one time I was in Lakewood walking okay. around and I seen this guy and we would keep, well, I was keep walking and he was keep driving around in circles he rolled past me like three times and then he stopped he asked what my name and he was like do you do fetish and i told him yes i do fetish and um so we went to the room on virginia avenue and when we got to the room he told me what kind of fetish he like he like when females shit on him Whoa. and uh piss uh piss on him Wow. But he really like when somebody uh, shit on him and spits real harsh in like in his mouth. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, what he did, he bent, uh, he got on his knees, and I was on the bed or whatever. He wanted me to spit in his face a hundred times, and uh, whew, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. It was real hard. That's intense. Yeah, but um, I had did it or whatever, and he wanted, and he wanted me to do it a hundred times. So I spit on his face a hundred times. Wow! And after that, before that, he gave me my money though. Right. And then uh, after that or whatever, he said, "Did I have to shit?" And I told him, "No, I do not have to shit." And that was really it. He took <laughs> me back and. I never seen him again. I lost contact. Wow. Had to spit it a hundred times. Like, like, you probably would run out of spit after like 20 times, right? Uh, Well, no. At first, I did because it would make me sit in my stomach. But then I had built up some more spit to spit in his face. So. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I tried to tell you. That's not an easy picture to get out of your head should spark some interesting conversation with other BCP listener friends of yours. Uh, side note, you should be, uh, of course, sharing this podcast with, you know, your friends so you can have conversations like, what the heck just happened? But uh, anyways, remember, the next time you want to complain about your job, there's Sherry here as Exhibit A. I mean, you may have a crappy job, but you're just spitting in the wind if you're going to try to tell me that it's tougher than hers. <clears throat> uh, okay, that was decidedly lame, but it's all that I could come up with on short notice. In all seriousness, I hope the rest of your week is closer to our first writer who shared his dreams of making the world a better place and a little less like the other folks that shared their struggles. But remember, even if you're struggling, you can't lose if you're learning, and hopefully, you'll even get a great story out of it.
This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, Subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many uh, adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget. <laughs>